This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. A three-hour trip down to Bournemouth, saw City beaten 3-2. City were quick out of the blocks with another improving set-piece routine and a header from Rob Atkinson. More of that, please. But Bournemouth parachuted in some top-quality play and turned the screw to reply with three goals and a consolation from Andy Vyman. The pre-match poll was spot on for once, with the majority predicting a defeat. Matt was with me. He drove us down yesterday. Um, was there any shock for you, Matt, in terms of the result and the performance yesterday? No, I mean, I, we, I think we saw at the home game how good a side Bournemouth were. Um, I was even more impressed with them yesterday in terms of the way they moved the ball. Cook in midfield, I thought, was a Rolls-Royce of a player. Um, I would say City, we kept going. But it felt, I think I said to to Adam at one point, um, it felt to me as if it was a cup game almost, that we did our best to defend and defend and hold out for as long as we could. And then once they score, it was almost inevitable that they'd go on and get the win. But in credit, we kept going and obviously got a a late goal. But it was a a 3-2, I didn't think a fair reflection of the scoreline in their dominance, really. Well, Matt, the biggest surprise um, was the price of the car park wasn't it? <laughs> it's, I know we joked about it, but obviously it, it's a car park right at the Vitality Stadium, which if you've never been, is right next to kind of a, a public park. Um, very easy to get to off of the, the sort of main the main road. And as we, we pulled in, we sort of said to the girl, didn't we, or where's the car park? Oh, yeah, you can park in the main car park down there. All right? and, and the guy goes, yeah, pound, please. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> a what? A pound? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Um, it was... But actually, again, really quite quick to get out afterwards. Yeah. I suppose that maybe says more about the fact that I don't know what the full crowd was yesterday, but obviously it's not uh, no. it's not the same as Ashton Gate, let alone what you'd expect from a team sat second in the table, is it? So Absolutely. that's the only thing. Okay. Um, our guest today is a returning one, um, but it's been far too long since we've had this man on the podcast. Adam Gold, how are you, sir? Very good, very good. I thought I'd done something to offend you. It's been that long. I thought, I'll say I'm, I'm gone. I, was, I started looking at other podcasts. Don't, don't cheat on us, mate. <laughs> he, dropped, he, dropped yeah, off, he dropped off the Christmas card list. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, actually, we did we did converse, Adam, didn't we? Um, that you saw me getting ejected or something from the, from, the, uh, from the stand, but it turned out I was away at the time. I think you must have a double ganger because there was there was a bit of a kerfuffle just down in front of me in the south stand. I thought that's patch, and then I sort of put my chest out. I thought I'll go and sort of mate, and then couldn't get down there. So Texas said, "Is everything all right?" I said, "Yeah, it's fine, mate. I went, I went even there today." So you must have a, you must have a twig or a double. There's a double ganger of you somewhere, mate. Yeah, I'm sure. Very good looking chap. Okay, um, so yeah, Adam. As I say, it's it's uh, it's been too long, but uh, I think you were the one that actually coined the phrase "the minutes." Um, it was. My, it was. my yeah. only fame to claim. My only fame to claim. Yeah, thirty-nine Con- years on this planet, and that's it for me. Yeah. Contributing, contributing well. A bit of admin before we start. So I was down Ashton Gate today. Five thousand seven hundred and fifty-two were there to watch Bristol City women's team lose four-two to Liverpool. Both sh- sides showed real quality, but Liverpool edged it. 
especially as they possessed a long throw specialist who quite frankly would have given Rory Delap a run for his money. It was incredible. Um, but it was, it was great to take my, my little girl down and, um, yeah, it was, it was really entertaining. So congratulations, uh, to Liverpool on, on winning that. And I think if City can keep hold of those players, um, that they will surely go up, um, next season. Matt, did you see any of the, of the goals and I, highlights? I, I kept an eye, on, an eye on it on Twitter. I was at my brother's for, for Sunday lunch. So I kept an eye on Twitter. Um, does that mean Liverpool are champions now? So, and therefore are promoted. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, which, you know, fair, fair play. And I think our start to the season, the girls have sort of, you know, um, developed as the season's gone on and, and I'm sure um, the next season like you say they can hold on to the players um, was it a, a good atmosphere well organised and stuff yeah. there? good atmosphere um, so one thing that I wasn't overly impressed with was they, they had over 5,000 going down and they yeah. only have one turnstile open in the Lansdowne stand so there was a queue going all the way back to the K- to KFC so, was there only so- Lansdowne open? Uh, no, well, the Lansdowne oh, right. went round into the safe stand right, um, okay. was open as well. But uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's something I'm sure that they'll take on board and learn for when we do it yeah. next year. Um, yeah, good. But uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of a shame because I've never queued up that long to get in, you know, for a 20... Uh, and, uh, anywhere. 20, well, yeah, anywhere. <laughs> Always good to watch the Bristol City women's team and good luck for, uh, for the remainder of the season. Um, the three u- words from Lee were parachute payments prevail. Um, and the starting lineup, there are two changes. Alex Scott and Naki Wells coming in um, with Masengo and Semenyo uh, coming out from the from the last game. Uh, your thoughts on that starting lineup, Matt? Obviously, Naki Wells was no major surprise. Um, and Alex Scott coming in from Masengo uh, was, was a more slightly attacking change. Yeah, I guess it was, but then you looked at it thinking Bournemouth were going to have a lot of the ball and, and they've got three absolute, probably the, the best three midfielders in the league in Cook, um, Le, um, Billing. what's his name? Billing yeah. and Lamero or Lamero. Um, and apologies, I will look and get his, his name correct. He's um, listening. So I was, well, you don't know. So I, I was kind of surprised <laughs> that, that we went with sort of Scott and James and and I looked at it and thought I don't know who's going to be in there winning the ball and trying to break up their attacks um so yeah I was, I was maybe slightly surprised I guess formation wise we were always going to go with the three because it served us well you know in the, in the games before didn't it um yeah and and in fairness to Nigel Pearson as we'll talk about as the game went on he did sort of change the shape in obviously Han came in but you know you can't question Alex Scott coming into the team can you because he's been superb for us this season so yeah Jefferson Lerma, I think you were looking for. Uh, there you go, thank you. Um, uh, Adam, your thoughts on on a the starting lineup and b the shape that we that we chose and the ch- shape that we've sort of gone for in recent times. Yeah, bang on, bang on what Matt said. I don't think it was as high as we went with the three at the back. Um, Cundy's Cundy's been fantastic. I thought I thought we did very well yesterday. Um, I think it's like Jade and Anthony. Uh, their number thirty two. It was he played right in front of us. Yeah. What a fantastic player he is. Honestly, so strong. And then, and ju- again, just like Matt said, with, with Lewis Cook and Billing in there, and then the guys, his name was Lerma, Jefferson Lerma. So, so strong. Um, and I was a bit surprised Han didn't come on a bit sooner. Mm. I'm a massive Alex Scott fan, as I think we all probably are. You'd be, you'd be a fool not to be an Alex Scott fan. But yesterday, I felt it's, it's harsh to say he struggled because he's up against such good quality. 
and the, the three words say parachute payments, you know, that prevail. That's that's a great shout. But it was probably the weakest game I thought Alex Scott had for us. Um, and wasn't surprised to see the change. And I don't think any of us were because we were actually singing Han's name a few minutes before he came on just to say, make the change. Yeah. Um, but strong team, strong team. And, and no surprises with the with the lineup, really, and the, the formation we've done because it has been serving us quite well. And, and if anything, we were harder to beat than I thought. I thought we would have been yesterday, so I can't complain really with the lineup or the, or the personnel. Apart from apart from maybe Scott did struggle, yeah. Do you think adds as well that I I, I think I heard it might have been Jeff Twentyman saying it, but Bournemouth almost were trying to walk the ball in the net. And I think if they'd been yeah. a little bit more, not I don't mean direct as in long ball, but direct in terms of getting that ball in, not trying to be too cute with it, then we might have struggled a little bit more. But you're absolutely bang on about Robbie Cundy. I mean, there was there was one tackle he made, which again we'll talk about. But you know, I look at that and I think he's out of contract now. There doesn't seem to be any noise that we're hearing about a new contract. The the guy I think the last four or five games has been probably our best defender, and certainly. Yeah warrants a new deal and I don't think he's going to have been on that much in terms of money anyway we signed him from Bath didn't we so mm. um, it's in a position that we've struggled with this yeah. season as well isn't it yeah. you know, Danny Simpson's gone Zach yeah. Coyne has really struggled for form um, yeah. so I, I think he's done enough yeah. I mean he'll take it one year I, I think definitely he's done enough but and just the, to go back to your first point uh, sorry uh, okay, the yeah. first point where they're, they're overplaying yeah I think that was just a sign of how confident they were yeah you're they're, right they're playing a team down at the bottom and it was very interesting being, if, if anyone's ever been down at Bournemouth before, you know what we're saying or was there yesterday, that the away fans sit on the side of the pitch. Um, we sort of run between the halfway line and the edge of the 18-yard box down in the corner flag. And to be a bit lower, I sit right at the back of the south stand, to be a bit lower, see how quick Bournemouth were playing, how far they were popping and pop, 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 yeah. pop. Yeah. And I get what Jeff Twentyman was saying. Yeah, they, they it did look to be overplaying, but... It just seems such a fast-paced game, yeah. and I was so impressed with the way they controlled it. And, and the, when you look at the stats, it's, it's unbelievable in their favour. So yeah, they, a, they a were three-two spanking. Yeah, they were a three-two spanking, wasn't it? They were a joy to watch, weren't they? Um, Indeed. Yeah. In the same way as Fulham were, um, you know, they, they've without a shadow of doubt been the best two sides I've seen this season. West Brom was a different performance away at West Brom. I mean, they were physically dominant against us, but played some decent stuff. But yeah, like you, I I, I actually enjoyed yesterday's game because I enjoyed watching them as well as watching yeah. us defend. And we did defend well, you know, I've got to say that as well. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it, was, it it's, was... It's rare I come away from a game talking about the other players so much. I'm yeah. so focused on City. I'm, I'm so all in on City. Yeah. And to come away, and Lewis Cook, I was, I was speaking to the taxi driver, went out for a few beers afterwards, and he was saying, oh, Cook played ball. He was just absolutely yeah. in control of the whole game, wasn't he? Yeah. And Solanke with his strength. And the names just roll off. Yeah. I could list pretty much five or six of their players, and that's very unusual for yeah. me. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's all about them. But yeah, great game of football for a neutral. Yeah. Um, and even for us, really. I, I, I went down there expecting a spanking, and we did get it, although the scoreline suggests it may not have been, but it, it was a spanking. Yeah. Pa Patch, was it you or was it Lee that said coming out that they passed some Bournemouth fans, and Bournemouth fans were saying what an enjoyable game it was and what a good side we were? And I looked at it and thought, wow, because I thought we were so, you know, miles and miles away from them. But but again, maybe that's because we do look at, not not through a critical eye, but you're looking at your own team and you're thinking, I wish we were like that. I, I can't remember the last time we had a player like Lewis Cook that dominated the ball, but could pass the ball, could rat in there as well. 
he had everything, didn't he? Um, but yeah, you know, Bournemouth fans were saying afterwards what a good side we were as well. So you sort of yeah. think, well, maybe I'm being a bit critical. Well, I think yeah. I think you sort I of think... Re- revel in the possession that your team have, rather than yeah. you know every time Bournemouth get get the ball, you're waiting waiting for us to get but it they, back, aren't you? That possession stat, I think it was 78, 79% at half time. Mm-hmm. We've had high percent possession in games. But that yesterday was a stat you could look at and go, yeah. And, and when they had it, everything they were doing was with a forward momentum. They went, you know, Lloyd Kelly was getting the ball at the back. And as he used to do for us, and we only had him a short time, he was pinging diags, you know, 30, 40 yeah. yards across the pitch. It was done with real intent and purpose, wasn't it? So it was a joy to watch their possession, as opposed to when you see other teams and you go, Christ, they've had 70%. And what have they done with it? You know? Yeah. I was just going to say, we haven't really mentioned Lloyd Kelly yesterday. We haven't mentioned Lloyd Kelly yet, and obviously you just did, but uh, it was an assured performance from him. I think a couple of times he pulled the ball out of the air with such control. Um, And, you know, for us, you kind of hope that he does get that big money move because, yeah, a few pennies for us, Adam. Yeah, I mean, I always follow our ex-players, especially when they've come through the academy, and he he seems a a great kid, Lloyd. And you know he's done well. He's got the armband this season. I think he had it last season as well. But to watch him... I was quite proud watching him play yesterday. Yeah. He, he, he seemed more of a man. You know, he left us a boy. He's filled out massively. You know, he, he's a big guy now. And there's rumours a couple of seasons ago that Liverpool were sniffing around. And he's obviously played at every level for England, right from, from schoolboy up until up until he's not quite made senior yet. But I wouldn't be surprised he got a move because yeah. he, was, he was in control again. And, and Chris Martin's a handful. He is yeah. a handful, as, as, as no matter what you say about him. But he dealt with him no problem yeah. at all, did he? It was it's, great. It's funny, we were walking in, Patrick, weren't we, to, to the ground and, and we passed a, a group of, well, in fact, we, we passed a, there was a group of City fans who were probably a bit worse for wear singing the E-I-E-I-O and I said, these Bournemouth fans, right, they're practising their vowels. Um, and then I asked them what they th- what they thought of Lloyd Kelly and there was a, probably a group of five of them and three or four of them went, yeah, he's good, but he got a mistake in him. He has his not moments, ready. I think they said. Yeah. yeah, and he's not ready for a Liverpool or, and you kind of think, well, yeah, but Actually, what is he still? 20, 21, maybe? I don't know. Might might be 22. But um, I thought, again, yesterday, some of his, his passing and the way he goes across the pitch, you can just see that he's, he's got class. And he's captain and, as well. And yet, and yet he leaves us for, what was it, 15 million? Yeah. You know, a, de- a deal that we couldn't turn down to go and play. I think that they probably were in the Prem then, weren't they, at the time because Eddie Howe was in charge. Or, and he yet had a big injury, still, didn't he, for the first... He still got, still got some stick oh. yesterday. Yeah. Some of our fans do yeah. it is touch. And it's like, you know, hopefully that's just because it's pantomime stuff, but you're like, dear, oh dear. You know, I'm <laughs> like you, Adam. I'm proud to see him in the same way as I were Joe Bryan, Bobby Reed. You know, you players do well. And yeah, I hope he does get a move, like you say, Pat, as well, because it might mean some coffers for us, doesn't it? Or money in the coffers. Whilst we're on the subject, before we get into the minutes sponsored by Adam Gould, uh, I'll just say. <laughs> In in the um in the in the pub beforehand, I think it was called Mellow Mellow. Uh, it, it was, was yeah. quite it was quite fun to see City fans singing um to to the sound of Okie Koki, oh the Jakonowski. Um, turn around, yeah. So, yeah but not only singing it, Patch, was it? They actually went through the whole your left arm in, your left arm out, and it was literally <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. One of the greats, one of the best songs. That on the East End, there was they were the days. They were yeah. the, they were for, the good for, old days. For a player who only had a fifty odd appearances for Bristol 52, City, I think you said, yeah. Uh, and what we're we talking, 
we're talking 30 years ago. I don't know the exact stats, but... Um, Got to be there thereabouts, yeah. yeah. About 30 92, years. 92, yeah. 92, 93, yeah. For, for um, City fans to be in a pub in Bournemouth singing about him, you know, 30 years on, just shows what a mark he made on Bristol City. Right, just on that that bar as well. Sorry, Um, we'll get into it in a minute. I know, yeah, but just another sort of (laughs) funny anecdote as such. So we were sat, or you were stood, I was sat, um, and there was a couple of guys stood chatting to one of the barmaids there. And I overheard her say she was from Bristol and went to Bemister Down School, which is where I went. And also Leah was with us yesterday. Leah had gone there and Leah taught there. So I kind of interrupted her. I'm ever so sorry, being a bit, bit nosy. I said, well, did you say you went to Bemister Down? And, and this girl says, yeah. So we chatted very briefly about that. And, and Lee, like I said, he was a teacher there, was talking to her. And then, and then she came back over about 10 minutes later and she said, is your name Matthew? So I said, yeah. She went, it's Beth. She said, I used to sit next to you in the Atu stand. And like literally yeah. 10, 15 years ago, Beth and her, her brother and her dad used to sit right next to me in the Atio. And it's like, oh my God, what a small world. So of all the gin joints and all the, yeah. Absolutely. No, very small world, very small world indeed. Right. The Minute, sponsored by Adam Gould. Third minute. In the last game, some two weeks ago, Rob Atkinson rose well to assist Andy Vyman. But it's Rob's turn now to score the goal from a great corner from Matty James. He rises over the Bournemouth defender and heads goalwards. The keeper gets a hand to it, but the power takes it into the net. And Adam, great to get that start and great to see a good corner and a header from a defender. Three things you never expect to see at a City game. City away from home scoring early. And it almost surprised us. You know, there was a bit of a there's a there's a 15 second delay before anyone cheered. We've scored. We've We've scored yeah. um, and a centre half connecting well with a with a set piece. Um, but saying that, you look at the last home game with Vyman's header with that diagonal from Candy, it worked again. So the set pieces have improved, um, and I thought the quality on the corner a lot better. I thought it was very impressive the quality on the corners yesterday, and what a great start! Just a bit too soon, you know. The, the old saying: if you you score a bit too soon, and when you go away to the top of the table team, you know we could have done with that going in on twenty five, but. A fantastic start, wasn't it? The, the day was fine. I was sat out in the sun, a few beers, and oh, well, you know what? This is going to be a great day on the south coast. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but Matt, we've 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 bemoaned some of the corners and free kicks over the over the the podcast over the season, really. Um, but you know, you've got to give credit where it's due. Matt James has come back. He's taken a few games to get into his stride um, in terms of match fitness, but uh, some some pinpoint deliveries now. 100%. And, and to be fair, Patch, you, you said that, um, I think the West Brom game, um, or maybe even the Barnsley one, that his deliveries had improved, you know, not not his, because he's always been very good, but the deliveries because of him taking it had improved. And that was a corner yesterday that we see week in, week out against us. You know, a really difficult one, played in the right area, the keeper can't come for it, the defenders are going to struggle, and, and Atkinson makes a good run, good leap. Good so, movement. yeah, credit. Cr- yeah, exactly. Credit to James. And it's it's a criticism I've had of, of, of Nigel Pearson, really. And maybe it's it's perhaps should be more levered at the players on the pitch. But Alex Scott has struggled sometimes in games for a consistency with his dead ball. And yet they stick with him throughout the game almost. And when you've got someone like James as well, 
if it hasn't worked for a couple, then just ferry it and say, right, well, we'll stick you on it for the next one, you know, and, and just do that. So you maybe take a little bit of the pressure, but that's the one thing you know you're going to get with James. I mean, we were there, Middlesbrough start of the season when he, he hit a lovely ball in for Andy King, didn't he? So, mm. um, yeah, great. Okay, um, into the 12th minute, there's another corner and another great delivery from Matty James, but unfortunately uh, we didn't capitalise on this occasion. Into the 13th minute, Bournemouth break, but City, in particular Matty James, tracked back really well and cut out the danger. Um, and then Anthony and Billing start to combine really well, and it was Billing um, in two minds as he's, his sort of cross-come shot goes wide, Matt. But uh, a few early warning signs from the combos that were going on within the Bournemouth team. Yeah, and we, we seem to be being sort of stretched quite a bit. Um, Jada Silva was kind of, you know, caught a little bit between going forward and coming back. But again, you're talking about quality, quality footballers. Um, you know, I, I wrote in the column, they had the likes of Cahill, Pearson, Dembele, um, who was the other guy on the bench. There were four or five of them that you looked at and thought, Jesus, how they can they leave them on the bench? And then you see the quality they've got on the pitch. That Anthony, as Adam said, was just quality. And it was their, their comfortable or the ease that they were in possession. And they all, all had tricks. They were, the forward men could take it into their feet, hold it, shield it, play it off. Um, and we we did really well to defend. Um, you know, you've got, you've got to say it. And that's part of the game, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, it's back to the walls. But Dan Bentley didn't have a save to make in those those early exchanges. It was, you know, that one ball across the box was could have someone sliding in. But I th- I thought we were defending our box really, really well. Yeah. No. Yeah, the 34th minute, Adam. Um, Naki Wells burst forward after a period of being quite under pressure. He bursts forward and there's literally no one ahead of him. So, you know, it, it comes straight back. So it was really it was really hard for City to sort of get their foot on the ball and start playing. It seemed that they were struggling to pass, you know, more than three consecutive passes together. And I think that's obviously down to Bournemouth as well, uh, of just being on them all the time. Yeah, they had so much possession, Bournemouth, and we were dropping deeper and deeper and deeper. And, and like you just said, the little partnerships were going. Um so when we did get the ball on a breakdown, we had no outlet up there. And I was, I was screaming for Chrissy Martin just to, just to get out. Just don't get too involved. Just be that pivot up there and just hold it up there. Cause, and it happened a couple of occasions. I think that was Naki breaking down that just said right down in front of us on the right. And in the end, it's just come straight back. And it's just pressure, pressure, pressure. And you can't go to Bournemouth and defend for 90 minutes or defend a 1-0 lead for 90 minutes, as we've seen. Um, and I think we needed to stretch it a little bit. And I think we were so worried about not losing or not conceding, we forgot that we do need a little bit of an outlet up there. And I, I, I put that more down to Chris Martin and his, he was getting sucked in a little bit too much from you know. Maybe that comes down to as well, he him being considered our best defender and so dropping in like he does. But you're absolutely right. And, and, and it's my only criticism of yesterday. I thought, and, and actually Nigel Pearson said it after the game, we had something like 14, I don't know what the phrase is, but periods of the ball that we then gave it away and it broke down and it was good possession that we had. There were a couple of times we broke two on two, three on three, picked the wrong ball or got the tackle and then it was straight back on us. And that was my, and it's a criticism I've probably had I think probably since we've been doing this podcast, but for Bristol City, we seem to give turnover possession so easily at times. Either the defenders were clearing the ball 
and there was no one out there exactly your point, Adam, or we were running out with the ball and then picked the, the wrong option in terms of the pass or delayed it too much. And that would be my only criticism, really. Certainly in that first 45, there were a number of times where we broke away, having defended really well, and then just wasted it, and it was straight back onto us. So the pressure was, you know, your point, Patch, just on us all the time, wasn't it? And and you have to look at it and go, you know, that's going to tell in the end, didn't it? And unfortunately, it did. So this is Alex Scott's debut season. Uh, yep. He's going to be probably young player of the year. But It was for me, yeah. But it's going to be a lot of learnings to take forward. And I think yesterday he would have learned quite a lot of lessons. In the 38th minute, he tried a cheeky little step over inside his own air, inside his own half, um, and Bournemouth telegraphed it straight away, and they're on the attack. Um, yeah. On this occasion, the attack was dealt with really well by Robbie Cundy. Cundy, but um, there's that's the whole purpose of of you know being a young player in a team playing against players that are going to be Premier League players and were Premier League players. So a, a massive learning curve um, for Alex Scott, in particular yesterday, Adam. Yeah, I think if you just started, then it's his debut season. It's very easy to forget that it's his debut season because of the quality he's had. And when I was casting my votes um, last start last week for for young player, I've gone through and I've considered him for player of the year as well. He, he's up there for me in, in terms of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but if that was sort of Sunday morning, you've got a fifteen year old, you can hear the dads on the side shouting, "Not there! Don't do it there! Do it in the areas!" But you don't want to take that away from Alex Scott's game. That, that little naive step over, that's what he's about, you know, and yes, it did break down and it was, we could see it coming, couldn't you? It was a, it was a terrible decision to do, but let him keep doing it. Let keep trying it. And, you know, quality teams like Bournemouth, we're not going to be playing them against them next week. When we play against Peterborough, they won't be on the transition as quick as Bournemouth were and he will get away with it. But it's just to play around Lewis took all game like that and be taught a lesson like he was. He will learn a hell of a lot. You're dead right, yeah. Adam, that's such a such an important point to make, though, um, because you don't want Alex Scott taking that out of his game. You don't want him to be second-guessing himself almost. There's probably an element of the awareness, and that comes with experience to know you know, who was behind me or whatever. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I would much rather see Alex Scott try that than not see him try it ever, you know. Yeah. Um, and like exactly again, to, to learn from watching someone like Lewis Cook, same level as you, you know, he should be thinking, that's what I want to get to. That's the kind of midfield performance that I want. And to a degree, Han Noah away at Preston was a little bit like that in terms of winning the ball, not in terms of his on-the-ball possession and what he was doing then. You know, he created so many chances for, for Bournemouth. But yeah, a- absolutely. And, you know, Alex Scott, you think, He's a lad who looks like he's been playing for years, doesn't he? So, all right, he's had a couple yeah. of couple of iffy games, but nothing that's you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, so Robbie Cundy deals with that one, but um, this, his clearance subsequently comes back at us, and it's the equaliser. It's Zamora and Anthony continuing that danger down the left. City's right. Uh, a no look pass from Cook into Solanke. He feeds Christie. It's back to Zamora out wide, who's cross finds Solanke, who has time and space to slot in. And uh, it did, did expose some defensive frailties, Matt, there. It did. But again, I think I'm more looking at the quality of that reverse pass and then the ball across. Yeah, Jay, Jay got caught a little bit. Alex Scott probably could have got out a bit more. And actually looking back, I didn't think it at the time, but looking back, I think Dan Bentley would probably be slightly disappointed with, he didn't have a strong hand, 
a strong, a strong hand keeps that out. Now, I know he's, I don't know how far Solanke was, four, five, six yards out. Um, so, you know, he's a bit lucky. But if you put the Chris Martin chance late in the game, that was a more difficult save, I think, than the one that Dan Bentley had there. And I'm not, I, like I said, I'm not blaming Dan Bentley. I think he will have been disappointed. Mm. Yeah, your thoughts on that goal, Adam? Obviously, it was it was coming, wasn't it? It was coming, it wasn't a surprise, um, and exactly the same. I, I watched the highlights again um, a, couple, a couple of times, and I was disappointed with Benz for, for every goal, really. I mean, the last one was a, a worldie, and he couldn't have done a lot with it, but definitely one and two. Um, it was soft, it sort of trickled in. Um, but a great move down the left, and it was coming. You know, yeah. Like I said, you, you can't let them have that much ball with that much quality and, and not create good chances. They'd already had that one that squirmed across the front in the, yeah. in the first five minutes, so... A well-deserved equaliser, sadly. Was the um, was the challenge by Robbie Cundy that wasn't the one that was the the worldy, not a sliding touch, but he hooked his leg round it and won the ball. Was that in that build-up? Yeah, I think that was the it was, that was, was it, what yeah. I alluded to in the that, Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was that one or another one, but because that that was a, such a challenge, wasn't it? It was a hell of a challenge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No halftime summary today um, from Rob. I think he must have been uh, busy. He so. was out on the source, wasn't he? Well, there we go. There we go. But uh, right, let's get straight into the second half then. 46th minute, Bournemouth straight on the attack with Solanke causing danger, but Bentley and Atkinson both well-placed to cut out the danger. I think Atkinson actually cleared that one off the line, Matt. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, I, again, Atkinson, I thought, played well yesterday. His goal aside, I thought he, he did some decent things against. I think Solanke cost them £19 million. Um, I think it was it's more than our entire squad, which again puts you know Lee's comment about the parachute payments. I know they were already in the prem when they signed him, but it, it kind of puts that into perspective again. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was good good defending again. Um, yeah. And as I said, I thought we did defend well against a, a lot of you know attacks from Bournemouth. What do you minute. think they would have said oh, at half time? Sorry, sorry, Patch. What go do you me. think they would have said at half time? Because they've come out and it was just. Like halftime didn't happen. Bournemouth yeah. got the ball and they were straight on us, like Pat has just said. And we were chatting at halftime over a beer, saying, "What do you say?" You know, everyone at halftime was saying, "If we can keep this below five, it'd be a result." And it was one-one at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. Thinking, as a manager, do you say, "Well, more of the same, lads," or can we try and stretch them up a bit? Because nothing changed. And I don't blame Pearson on this occasion for it, you know. But it was just the same what I, halftime had never happened. I'll tell you what I'd have been saying. I'd have been saying, let's try and retain the ball. Let's keep a bit of possession. Let's string more yep. than three or four passes together. Maybe even just do what we, you know, do what we seem to do at home, which is sort of pass it across the back for, you know, exactly a few that. minutes. Exactly that. Keep, keep the possession. I think I probably would have brought Hanno on at halftime um, because, like I said, I thought Cook, you know, I said to you, Ads, as you were walking up the, the, the steps that, that cook for me, just outstanding. And yeah. he was just allowed too much time. I like Matty James and, and Matty James did break quite a few bits of sort of play up his delivery. He doesn't have the legs. And when you've got Alex Scott in there as well, who wants to attack in, you know, perhaps isn't as disciplined in that middle bit. It just needed someone to be in there and making sure that we had that defensive midfielder. So that's the only thing I might have changed, but but you're right. Sometimes you've got to look at the opposition, and I think I think that's what Nigel Pearson said, really, wouldn't it? That sometimes yeah. you just it's a free shot, free hit. Yeah, Rob Atkinson, Rob Atkinson said hit, that, didn't he? Which yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I felt about that to a certain extent. Um, 
because you kind of go, yeah, we're expecting to lose. They're a really good side, so we'll give it our best and see what happens. And I'm sure that wasn't it, but I did wonder whether, and the way you said it, Ads, was almost like, is that something that, that Pearson has said? This is a free hit, lads, see what happens. And if it was, I think, I think you know. Behind closed doors, that's mentioned. I don't yeah. think you should come out on the media and exactly. say it. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Okay, it was a it was an RKO out of nowhere from Lewis Cook in the 50th minute. It was a short corner routine to Cook some 30 yards out that goes through Scott, through Vyman, um, and in it at the uh, you know, the near post past Bentley. So we go from one nil up to two one down, Adam, and that was you know exactly as I said there out of nowhere really. Yeah, great hit. Um, I watched it a few times back on the hollows. I don't know whether it got a little deflection just before it came, or there was a leg swung at it because. Bent's went down like a fallen tree. He was a bit slow to get to it. It was near post. He ain't gonna be too happy with it. Um, could he have done better? I don't know. Um, I don't know whether he, he could have done. Maybe I'm being a bit too harsh, but on the day, or yesterday even, I thought he should have done better. And the, the highlights, Sammy should have done as well, really. A, a bit slow to get out and shut him down. He was a long way out. We could have closed him a little bit quicker, but decent, decent hit. But yeah, could have, could have saved that one. Yeah, just watching it now, actually. It goes, doesn't take any deflection, just bounces in front of Bentley, bounces in front of Bentley and just goes, yeah, just goes over the top. Pearson seemed to sort of imply that he wasn't sure if Vyman, and this is after the game, he's probably not seen it in highlights, but he wasn't sure if Vyman had left it for for Bentley or had swung a leg at it. And I I think he tried to do that, sort of lifting your your leg up on the side sort of angle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just couldn't get there. For, for me looking at it, it didn't seem enough for that to have put Bentley off. I, I, as I say, I think that is a goalkeeping error, I really do. Okay, 57th minute, Pring comes on, sorry, Pring comes off for Hanno Masengo. And and Matt, what does this substitution do other than get Masengo on the pitch, put Scott out of position and put Jada Silva back on the left? Well, I think it's putting Jada Silva in his best position mm. Um so I, I can see the logic of that. I don't know the logic of then moving Alex Scott. Um, you know, Alex Scott, is, as Adam said, didn't have the, the best of games yesterday. Why not, why not make the change and bring Zach Viner on at right back, which is his natural, you know, is a, a relatively natural position. Um, you know, we've said Alex Scott will do you a job. And, and this is something I hope next season that we see the back of, that players being played in a position just to play in a position and just and keep not them on the pitch what, yeah exactly because we, we'd done we'd got far more out of Alex Scott sorry no we, Alex Scott going off at that stage wouldn't have been any worse than Alex Scott playing right wing back he wasn't going to give us mm. anything going forward which is his, his sort of strength so then why not add the more physical presence of Zach Viner in there um, and you look or at just it take and, and Scott off take Scott yeah. off and put Masengo on <clears throat> Well, you, you could. I, did, I, did, I didn't think Campring was playing that well, I've got to be honest. So I, I wasn't surprised at that moving Jay across. But I look at it and think, if, I'm, if I am Zach Viner, I'm a defender, and yet you're playing really a creative 10, not even a, a central midfielder with all of it, a creative 10, more attacking midfielder, in a right wing-back defensive role. Why is he on the bench if he's not coming yeah, on? exactly. Why, why would he be... You know, exactly it's a waste that. of a it's a waste of a player. It's, it's exactly square that. pegs again, isn't it? and yeah. you know we've we've seen Vyman play wherever we want. Yeah. Scott play wherever we want. Yeah. Jay's playing on the right. Yeah. 
you've got specialist players in this, in the positions. Yeah. He's a big physical lad, and he could have come on and done a job at right back. We, we talked about it in the car on the way down, and, and I know it worked out, and I know he got the winner from that position and everything. But I, I genuinely don't think there are many managers that would have played Andy Vyman at right wing back against Blackburn. Your top goal scorer, and yes, it, like I said, it worked out, and you know, and and Zappi got got that right. But again, it's it's another situation where you're saying to your defenders in the squad, "You're not good enough. I'd rather play a, a, a forward in your position." You know, the bit that he said about, uh, and it was interesting, Dan Bentley's point on Radio Bristol, but when he said about Chris Martin being our best defender and Jeff Twelyman, brilliant journalism, said to Dan Bentley, you know, what do you think the defenders thought of that? And and actually, Dan Bentley might might have hit the nail on the head in terms of, he said, well, if I'm a defender, I'd be going, well, I'll prove you wrong. And maybe mm. that's what Nigel Pearson was trying to get from it, but I don't know that he gives the right message. I don't know I want my boss saying that, you know, the, the guy in the post room can do a better job at my telephony programming than I can do. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. And he probably could, to be fair, but... Probably could, yeah. yeah. Probably <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It just feels as though yesterday... Yeah. You're just making it's Alex... trust. Yeah. There's no trust in your, in your own players. Yeah. And if you can't trust your own players to do it, yeah. they shouldn't be on the squad. No. It's a, it's a free hit, so don't play them in there. Put a young lad in there. Yeah. Who's who's going to get some experience rather than find him to go and warm the bench? Because he's got no intention of him put him on. I'd rather see a sixteen-year-old come out of the academy just, just to spend the day with the squad because we'll exactly. get more as a club out of it. Well, is it the lad Zach Bell? Is it Zach Bell? I don't know if it's Zach Bell, but it's Zach, Zach something. And apologies, I should know. Is Zach is Bell. I think a right-sided defender. So stick him on the bench, you know, because if if you've not got trust in Zach Viner, then you know at least give this lad a go. Mm. So yeah. Well, it was Scott Scott in the 63rd minute from his position of right wing back um, that does set up an opportunity. It's James spreading it across to Cundy, across to Alex Scott, and it's a lovely ball over the top into the pathway of Martin. A great few touches takes Martin into the box, and he's tripped from behind by our one and only Lloyd Kelly, but no penalty. Um, I've At the time, I thought it was a penalty. I've watched the replays, I think, is a penalty, but we... We've had one penalty this season and it's starting to feel like a bit of a vendetta. Um, Adam, do you share that opinion? Yep, 100%. You, that's, I just repeat exactly what you just said. Oh, your person said, we will never get a penalty because if that's not a penalty, we're never going to get a penalty. It looked so clear cut. He's caught his heels. He's, he's running for it and he caught his heels. And it goes back to what the Bournemouth guys were saying to you before the game that he's got a bit of a rick in him, Lloyd Kelly. Mm. I've never seen Chris Martin outpace anyone. And he's got the wrong side, and Lloyd Kelly's got enough pace there to get back and do it. So it's poor positioning from Lloyd Kelly. Clever from Chris Martin, because he's got his, his body in front. He gambled, hasn't he? He's gambled on the ball going he, over the top. Yeah, he's tried to nick it, and he, yeah. You'll never see a more blatant penalty from me than that. It's, um, go to VAR, there's a penalty every single time in there. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I'll be honest to say at the time, and I, I patched up, absolutely was saying definite pen and I said I felt he went down a little bit too easy because I thought it was a touch in the bat I didn't see the clip but when you watch it back clearly it is apparently Scott Parker said as you'd expect he didn't think it was thought it was good defending um, but, but I'm sure I've read a stat um, that we had the whatever the, again the phrase lowest percentage penalty um, awards in Europe, the top five leagues in Europe, mm. and that was going back some time before Christmas. So, we, and we've not had one since. So, we must even, you know, and you, you do wonder, don't you? And it's 
I, I actually thought the referee wasn't too bad yesterday, but that's a massive decision. He gets that wrong. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, clearly didn't worked, notice so. a ref yesterday, so which, which is good. Didn't notice a ref, so he's had I a good did. game. Patch, Patch noticed his rather uh, strong upper torso. <laughs> yeah, he definitely works out, that ref. Um, okay, 68th minute. City break and the ball falls to Jada Silva, just about on the 18-yard box. And his shot is blocked. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's another one where we've seen Jada Silva, Matt, get into these positions. And the ball sort of rolled in towards him. And you're just thinking, right, come on, this is the one. And uh, yeah, so well, it's blocked. It's, it's funny, Nick, because I was saying in the car, as, as it came to him, you could see Jay going, oh, not my right foot. Right foot, right foot, concentrate, right foot, right foot, keep it down, right foot. And actually, he does keep it down. It's a really good block. But yeah, you, you want it falling on his left in um, as something Jay needs to work on. Because if you're getting into those positions, you know, you, you've got to be able to get He's going to be playing in those advanced wing backs. Exactly. That yeah, wing back exactly. role, he's going to get more opportunities. He's going to get more opportunities. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was it was good defending. To be fair, he did. It was a good connection from him. Okay, seventy um, third minute. City break away with pace, which is always great to see. Cundy find Wells, who spins and passes wide to Jada Silva, uh, to Martin, who slides in, and the keeper saves it. A, a really good opportunity, um, Adam. And unsurprisingly, Jada Silva much more effective on the left hand side. Yeah, exactly. It's a great ball by Naki. His, his spin and his left foot, the hook it rang right in front of us, wasn't it? And it reminded me a lot of Bournemouth's first goal with that ball right across the... And it's slightly different, but the ball right across the front and Martin's leg comes out. And how we didn't even get a corner from it. I mean, yeah. it, the keepers managed to say the defenders have done an absolutely sterling job there to, to hook it back in and the keepers just calmly picked it up. But nice bit of composure by Jay and lovely to see the right player in the right position that he's naturally good at playing in um, and that's where we got it from because he, he can do that with his left he's got a lovely shape on the ball as he puts it in um, yeah. and but it would have been unjust still I don't want to keep harping back it would have been unjust yeah. but it's a chance it's a hell of a chance isn't it it's a, it's a good chance yeah it's football it's, isn't it? it's I, how football works if you're in if you're still in with a shout then yeah. uh, anything can happen, yeah. really. Again, nice, yeah. nice Pearson reference. And we were watching it. Watford-Liverpool yesterday. Watford had a great chance that Allison saves. They go at the other end, Liverpool score. And it's it's those yeah. small margins. I, was, I wasn't I was critical, per se, of Chris Martin at the time. I thought he should have scored. When I've watched it back, he is actually stretching and does get a good connection on it. And it actually is a really good save. And it kind of, you know, I referenced the Dan Bentley one. He's closer. And may, maybe that made the save easier than Bentley's. I don't know. But um, it was a good save. And I think Chris Martin led on the floor thinking, how have I not scored? Yeah. And not then thought, shit, it's still a live all, you know. But 75 Is that the difference between what £19 million gets you? No, Maybe. 19 million pounds, uh, it goes and net, or yeah. Chris Wine's our best defender. That's yeah, the difference yeah. in the two teams, isn't it? Yeah. Some, 75 minutes into the game, Matt, and Naki Wells still busting a gut. Chris Martin busting a gut to get into that position. You know, Mark, Naki Wells has still got a, a point to prove. And, and you know, in the last four or five games, you, you can't really fault him, to be fair, apart from no. maybe he could have scored a few more, but he's got to get fed the opportunities. I think the only thing with Naki, and this, this happened sort of near, near the end of the game, he would win the ball and then the, the pass that he needed to make, he didn't make. And then he'd win the ball back and then the pass he needed to make, he didn't make. But you couldn't question his effort yesterday. I thought he, 
he, he ne I don't think he had a shot on goal. He, he never looked. We didn't get a lot of possession where he was going to get those sort of chances. But you couldn't criticise his work rate. Chris Martin, I, I deliberately spent a, a period of the game yesterday watching him. And I thought his work rate and and the the stick that he was getting from Lloyd Kelly and, and the other lad at the back, I thought Martin worked really hard as well. So, you know, they had very, very little service and, and kept going. And, and both of them, you know, you're right. I I really like Naki Wells. And I think if Naki Wells had a shoulder around his arm, or, or an arm around his shoulder is a better way to say it. You'd have to do that, wouldn't it? A shoulder around his yeah, arm. Yeah. But if he, if he had a, an arm around his shoulder and said, look, you know, you're, you're the man for me, you know, keep working like that. Because he, he's put in some real shifts of late. Um, and, I, and I hope that he does stay. You know, by all accounts, we were prepared to allow him to leave in January. So you do wonder whether the writing is on the wall a little bit. And if someone comes in willing to pay a fee and take the wages, then then maybe he goes. But I, I think he could easily go to another club and score, you know, a, a good 15, 20 goals a season. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a roll of the dice. It's a, it's a gamble. We bring on an extra striker, take off Robbie Cundy. Great to see Tommy Conway getting a good sort of 11 minutes plus injury time. But almost immediately, Bournemouth score a third, and it's Dembele with a with a uh, you know a lone effort. Really gets past Scott, cuts inside, closer is slips, um, and yeah, Dembele tucks it away uh, for three one. Adam and you know again, quality player taking it round Alex Scott, cutting in and 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 scoring. So it's really the quality telling there. It was like something on the PlayStation it, where you can you yeah. can dribble in and out of the players. It, he just kept it, it reminded me a lot of Raheem Sterling, the way he's so nimble with the ball in the box and he kept moving. And closest slip was and he made the he made the most of it, but a quality player. But going back to the substitution, when that came when he came on with ten to go or eleven to go as it was, I looked at, at Frenchie who I was with and said, We're still in this, mate. We're unbelievably we're still in this. We've we've ten to go. We might as well go for it now. Yeah. We're behind, but we've got nothing to lose. And I can't help but think, they, like you said, it was almost immediately when they scored. If we'd have held in there for, an, for a few more minutes, a couple more minutes, Tommy Conway did very well when he came on. He did, very, yeah. very well when he came on. And it was just unfortunate, but good teams punish you at, at the right times, don't they? And hell of a goal by a quality player again. And it's just that quality that undid us again. And on this occasion, I don't blame Bentley for it because it was a cracking goal. Bear in mind, that's a player that's come off the bench that they signed in January from Peterborough for however much it was. I don't know if it was three and a half or five million, but that's the quality they're bringing off the bench. And, you know, I, I was impressed with him when we, we've seen Peterborough play. Um, Alex got to be disappointed, I think, at how easily he got down the side of him. But then, like you say, his, his PlayStation stuff where he's fainting to shoot keeping the ball, fires it in the net, and yeah, it was it was a brilliant finish. Felt a little bit sorry for Robbie Cundy, but it was a tactical one, because again, I, th I thought Cundy was outstanding, but you kept the balance of the lefty with, with Atkinson, and probably needed the experience of close to being the one to, to, to keep on, so certainly wasn't a reflection on Cundy, was it? It was a, a tactical one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so into the 91st minute, as you say, Adam, um, Tommy was clearly trying to stake his claim, trying to show what he can do, and he wins the ball back uh, feeds it inside and it's Andy Vyman sort of back out wide to Tommy Conway who takes three or four touches and finds the run of Andy Vyman really well. So um, some great play there for what proved to be a consolation goal. But 
I've been we've been saying it for for quite some time now, you know. And Matt, I'm trying to convince you that we aren't going down. Um, but we aren't going up. We aren't going down. Let's give Tommy Conway an opportunity. That's you know what what difference does it make now? What happens in terms of whether Martin plays? Um, you know, you know, Semenyo is not going to play. But let's see Wells and Conway up top and give him an opportunity because yeah. he's hungry. He is. That, that was a quality. Sorry, Matt. Sorry. No, no, no. Carry on, no. It was. It was a quality. Go back to the goal to start off with. It was a quality goal, and it's all about the timing of what happens there. A younger player get the ball down, hit it hard and low across the goal. Quick, go, go, go. He's played a one-two, and he's waited and he's waited. And Vyman's run. It's a great run, but it's only a good run if the ball's played at the right time. Yeah. And when you watch that back, he waits, and Vyman comes from very deep because he's the one that's played the initial one-two with him. Yeah. And he waits and he waits and he delays and it's a pinpoint ball. And for a young lad to do that, having just come on with the adrenaline, he's, he's still not got many minutes under his belt for us. I was super impressed by that. And then, yeah, Patch, bang on to you. I, I said it on the radio a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, mean, I think we had seven or eight left, um, mainly because I was sat next to Gary Harris and his lab was on the bench and I was trying to try and start <laughs> a little bit. I do, it, I do exactly that. You know, I, I rest the older players. We know what we're getting out of them and put the kids on because they get so much from it. They get so, so much from playing against quality players and in front of big crowds because it, it, it changes everything. So I'm bang on with you there, Patch. I'd be mm. throwing the kids right at the last six games. Tommy Conway's not going to let us down. We've seen him play games. You know, he, he obviously scored against Millwall last season. Um, the, the move was a great move and, and let's not underplay the ball out from Vyman and then the run that he makes because he has to make a proper sprint to, to mm. get there. But you're, you know, the, the delay that Tommy puts on it, and it, and he can see the run, plays an absolutely perfect pass. My only thing is, yes, give him the game time, but like you both said, do it though that he's playing one of the two up front. Don't give him the game time where we're playing him right wing back or no. right hand side no. of the front three, or play him where he's. What well, he scored a hat trick in the week for the under. He's an out and out striker. He's he's not exactly. even a, a right so, side so, of the three. So do do that. Let's not have another situation where a player's coming in. Oh, he's shown well. I said at half time, didn't I? Or, or maybe on 50, 60 minutes, I would have made a change and brought Ross, uh, Josh Hours on in central midfield as well because it's like well, we know what we've got. You weren't sitting next to Gary Hours, were you? I wasn't. No, I wasn't. No, <laughs> but it's and it's it's great. It's great that Josh is is been you know he's he's now in and around the squad in. But let's see what he can do. You know, let's, in, in that game, he would have learned so much from Cook. And maybe Nigel Pearson could quite rightly turn around and go, yeah, well, if I'd made it on 56 minutes at 2-1 Dane and we end up losing the game 5-1, people, what are they going to say to me then? But these kids aren't, they're not going to do that. They're, they're good enough. We've seen what these players can do. We've seen the likes of Benarus, et cetera. Let them have the opportunity. Interestingly, Nigel Pearson said afterwards, because I think um, Dave Barton said on the internet, on Club Channel about Tommy and his contribution. And Nigel Pearson said something like, well, yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll get more opportunities. And I'm thinking, hang on, his dad might be saying, hopefully, you're the man that determines whether he gets more opportunities. Come out and say, yeah, he will absolutely get opportunities between now and the end of the season. He will start games. Because that also gives Tommy the confidence to think, right, the managers, and maybe Nigel Pearson's already said to him, so you know, the last three games, when we're safe, you know, because Nigel might be like me, where he's not still quite sure that we're safe, because, yeah. <laughs> We're safe, we're safe. And I'll tell you what else is safe, Nigel Pearson's job as well. He yeah. is safe. He's not going anywhere in the summer. If at the last six games, we lose four of them, 
or we even lose five of them because we're playing kids. There'll be nobody in that ground. No, the city fans or every every club, they like seeing their own come through. Yeah. And we will not roll the dice in the summer and get rid of Pearson. Relevant what happens? So city are safe. Pearson's job safe. It is crying out now to get them in. Yeah. We won't be saying that at the end of September if we haven't won a game because I think he's that's that's another story. But he's got a, another couple of months in the job. It's, it's funny, Ask, because we were talking about on the way back in the car and, and I asked the question, Patch, didn't I? Because it was myself, Patch, Lee and, and Ben were with us. And I said, you know, Nigel Pearson, what do we do summer-wise? You know, how long do you give? And, and quite rightly, Patch said, he's talked about it being a three-year plan. You know, it's, all right, 18 months in, but really this season, I think last season, COVID coming in with, so, you know, this season, the summer is massive. I think if we start off poorly... Then I think September, October, you are looking at, they would look to consider a change. I'm still not sure from Steve Lansdowne's point of view, if we lose the next six games or seven games, if that's what we've got less of the season, six, isn't it? I still don't know. I think there still might be a bit of unrest. So I, I don't know whether that would make a difference in the summer. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm like you. I think you've got, to, you've got to probably stick with it now. But if you get to the end of the season and we're on 49 points, you know, 50, less than last year, that's a season where we've not improved. And yes, we've had injuries and everything else, but, you know, how long do you let the club stagnate like that? There are other things that need addressing, recruitment and lots of things like that for me, but yeah, it'd be an interesting one to see. But Patch, you're very firmly, aren't you? Yeah. yeah it's a three-year plan. Yeah, that's no, yeah. For me, there's no point even talking about whether it's, yeah. it's um you know, stay or go because... Yeah you've got to in the position that he's in what he's inherited he's got to get rid of what he wants to get rid of get the wage yeah. bill down etc and you've got to take a couple of steps backwards to move forwards and we're still Always, yeah. you know you you said you very articulately put it we're still taking those steps backwards before we can start to move forward yeah. so yeah, i hope you, that's the case you say summer's massive summer's massive in terms of who goes because nothing's yeah. coming in yeah. Nothing is coming in at all. And, and I think that's why he's safe in his job because a new manager is looking around to go to a club, even a club the size of City, because we are a, a decent prospect now, we're a championship side. They won't be coming in looking at the squad when all the best players can be sold. So there's no money in there. And from people I know at the club, I've, it's going to be a tough, tough yeah. summer, which will make it to a tough season next season as well. So he's super safe because nobody wants to blow the stop either. He's it's, it's interesting though, isn't it? Because you, you looked at that Vitality Stadium yesterday. I mean, mum said to me today, oh, what's it like? I said, it's a lovely little stadium. And I don't mean this disrespectfully and, and it probably comes across as, but it's a, I don't know, what is it? A 12,000, 13,000 seat capacity. They add clappers to generate an atmosphere and they're second in the league. If I'm a pro, taking the money out of it, and, and obviously that's a massive part of it, of course, but that's where that parachute element, I think is unfair because on, on the scheme of things, what Bournemouth have got is nowhere near what we've got in terms of the high performance centre, the stadium, everything is geared up. And, and you think, what is it that's missing? Why are we not able to do what the likes of them are doing? Huddersfield this season, Luton this season. You know, it's, it's yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I think I completely agree, but that's, that's football. <laughs> yeah, it is. As a, as a is. City fan, yeah. you'd have thought we'd be used to it by now. But some, some, <laughs> something fundamentally, though, Patch, is missing, isn't it? They're, you know, you look at... We were chatting to that Watford fan yesterday in, in the pub, and he said, 
we're, we're going to get relegated. He said, but we'll come back up next season. He said, because we'll sell the likes of Saar and a couple of others. But we know that our recruitment and the players that we find, and maybe that's a London thing as well and linking in with the other Prem clubs. But maybe that's where Nigel Pearson thinking comes into the loan situation. Yeah, I think the loan situation is definitely something that we need, got, to, we need to try and change. Especially if we've, yeah, if we've not got the funds and we're not going to have the funds to go out. And I'm not talking, let's go out and loan... I don't know, like Todd Cantwell on Bournemouth's bench, who's on 40, 50, 60 grand a week. No, I'm not talking that, but there will be the Jed Spencers of this world that are, are there that can add that little sprinkling that, you know, will give you that. So, yeah. Benkovic, Benkovic you know, we've had the players yeah. over recent years. Players yeah. like that that will yeah. come in and do a job, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, right. We're going to come on to the ratings now, but yep. just before we do, Matt, uh, last podcast we started the bonus show version of the Room of Doom. Now I don't, know, I don't know if um, everyone has listened to the regular show, but it's something we've been doing on that for 170 odd episodes. But it's a football style Room of Doom. So Adam, if you've uh, just how start thinking about what yours might be, um, and Matt, I'll hand over to you for the ratings. Okay. Yeah. Um... So we did these again in the car patch, Lee and Ben on the way back myself. So ads, please feel free to challenge. Um, and I'll kind of race through them a little bit. So so Dan Bentley, we went five. Um, you know, d- d- decent, but I think we'll, we'll feel a little bit disappointed with the, with the goals. But he did make a couple of very good saves as well. Jada Silva, we went six and was actually our man of the match. Um, closer, we went five. Uh, Robbie Cundy, we went six. Cundy? Cundy, we went six. Uh, Rob Atkinson, we went six. Um, Cam Pring, we went five. Felt Cam was just a little bit off it yesterday. Struggled um, a bit yesterday, Cam. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, think, as, as for you then, as, as Cam Pring's best performance has been as the left of a three rather than as a left wing back? You know, because he, he can clearly get forward and he likes to get forward. Um, yeah, so Adam, um, well, Matt first, then. Well, so, so yeah, I think we have seen probably his best performance has been the left of the three, but I also think, I think away at Reading, he played on that left hand side and and was excellent. First game, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think he was even our man of the match, but a, a bit like yesterday, and we had a little bit with Jay in the second half, but the difference between the Bournemouth setup and ours. They were having those players getting crosses in, and we just weren't seeing that from either. I don't. I don't know if Cam put a cross in yesterday, and that might have been as well because the possession we had, you know. Um, so yeah, for for me, it was an off day for him, but it, it just didn't. He didn't get forward enough in. Yeah. But it's interesting the scores that you, you've all agreed on, and I, I agree with everyone as well so far, which is unbelievable for me because I like to argue. <laughs> um, but we've gone the second in the league, and we've gone across our back. We've got six, 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 and a five. Yeah. as the lowest score um, in a game where they've, they've battled us. So we have defended very well. Um, I, I think he didn't have the best of games because he's performing so high, um, but he's still got a five. Yeah. And, and we've just gone away and got spanked against a team with, with barely any possession for us. So yeah. it's not too bad for, again, another it's, very young player. He set I, his I, standards so high, hasn't he? And we're almost surprised yeah. when he has a quiet game. Exactly that. And I think when we were debating it coming back, it was, it's still a team that's conceded three goals. And, and a defensive unit that's conceded three goals, but you're, you're talking about your midfield as well. Um, but we felt to have gone lower than that would have been too harsh for the effort. And you also have to come into it and say, and you look at the quality. Like we said, we've talked about Solanke, we've talked about 
billing, you know, it's just, yeah. Mm. Um, so midfield-wise, um, for Matty James and Alex Scott, um, well, Alex Scott, we went five. For Matty James' patch, did we go six in the end? Yeah. Um, and I was a little bit, I, I think I went five, and then when we talked it through because of his delivery again, and then when we thought back, he did actually break a fair bit up in the first half as well. I worry with Matty James, like I keep saying, about his legs, and he hasn't got the pace, so things slow down a little bit with him. But maybe you have that, and you've got someone alongside him for, for your legs and stuff. So, yeah. So we went we went a six for Matty James and a five for, for Alex Scott. Um, and then from a, a forward perspective, we went three fives. Feynman, Martin and, and Wells, all three fives. I'm sort of thinking about it now thinking, oh, I don't know if that's a little bit harsh as well, because I talked about... A bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah. I talked about the way that they worked in... But that's kind of what we, we, we said in the car. But I, I don't know whether that's more about... Again, they just didn't get much service and you couldn't really fault their efforts. So they, they could easily be three sixes, I guess. Um, yeah, I, um, I think with... With Pring and Scott getting fives, they were our quietest player. I think they'd score above that. Yeah. And I'll get helpers for this from the boys that will be listening because I'm not Chris Martin's biggest fan. But hands up, yesterday I thought he was the best out of the three in terms of they, they smashed the ball up to him. And being yeah. that close is so quick, it's so hard. He's got a lot right him. He did, he did well. So. Yeah. You're, you're harsh, sir. Well, it was, you it was a bit harsh, harsh, yeah. This is yeah. this was raw, though, Matt. This is like you yeah, should never do the ratings an hour after yeah, uh, no, an exactly away defeat. That, yeah. Stuck in traffic. Yeah, yeah. It was raining as well. The, the rain was coming down as well now as well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What, what are we reckoning? Do we want to... Well, so Vyman, obviously, I think I said this at the time, Vyman got the into position goal, and yeah. got his goal as well. So six for Vyman. Um, Wells... You know, as I as I said earlier on, he's been someone who's put in a real shift in, and Martin got on the end of a couple. Should have had a penalty. Probably would have taken the penalty and probably would have scored the penalty. So I think um, I'd be happy to upgrade all three to a six. Okay. So if we up, upgrade all three to a six, we get an average rating of five point six four for the week, which you know, it's, um, a, it's an away defeat to a top two team. It's a way, it's a, and I guess we, we, as you said at the right at the start, we expected to lose. As so, a, yeah, seventy so. percent of people expected a defeat. So yeah, yeah, in theory, it should be near a six. But there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so have, you, nice, have, you up, have you updated the spreadsheet with? The I have ratings so when you were away. When I was away. Yeah. yeah. I have, so yeah. so yeah. what does that take the team to as so, an average? So the yeah the average for the season is five point eight six. Okay, so we're still yeah. marginally underperforming. Yeah. Which again doesn't feel right because I think we're more than marginally underperforming. I think but, we're. But from the start of the know. season, what was your yeah. honest expectation, Adam, in terms of where we would finish in the league? Top of the bottom half. I was. I wanted to, to win the bottom half. You know, I was thinking twelve, thirteen, but a, a comfortable twelve or thirteenth. Maybe something we've dropped away towards the end of the season from the top. I don't think we would be top six all season, but mm. dropped away from seven, eighth, and ninth. Just come down because the squad's not big enough, not got the experience. Not to be where we are struggling, looking over our shoulder until about two or three weeks ago. So, okay. so for me, we're probably nine nine points off where I thought we would be. I thought we'd have picked up more points in this and I'd like to have seen this top of the bottom half, really. Okay. Well, my, mine, is probably, mine is probably slightly just a bit lower than, than yours, yeah. Adam, in terms of my expectations. And, and Matt? 
I I thought mid table. So what's that? Fourteenth, fifteenth. Okay. Um, so yeah. it probably makes sense then. You know, five point eight. Mid mid table is twelfth, isn't it? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For somebody who's just worked out worked out average, and uh, yeah, just yeah. like that, I that's, that's on the spreadsheet, mate. Yeah. Excel. But when you when you when you look at it, you've got Peterborough who came up last season and came up, I think, as champions from memory. Um, at bottom, twenty six points with a game in hand. Derby, 28 points, but 21 points were deducted from them. Was it 21? It was, wasn't it? So they would be on the 49 and above us. Um, Barnsley, who came up, 29. I oh, know, they, they survived last season, didn't they? And then you've got no, Reading. Barnsley points, very well, actually. but they lost some manager, didn't they? Yeah. They lost manager, didn't they? Of course, they went to the playoffs, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good, yeah. Reading, points deduction, and then Hull. And then it's us, because Birmingham have beat West Brom today. And we think, you know, we've got it bad. West Brom. You know, coming down last season, get beat local rivals today one nil. So yeah. Anyway, and for Nigel went five because it was, yeah, it was it was a spirited performance. But surely that's the minimum we expect as fans, isn't it? You expect to see a team go out there and put in a shift. So, um, so yeah. so forty four points. I think we'll beat Peterborough at home. I think we'll beat Hull at home. Um, who else is there? Stoke away. You never know, but we. Yep. Yeah, Derby away, Derby away, Derby away. away. Yeah. Derby away don't because that's the end of the season. If they're already relegated, who knows? So I think yeah. we could still easily finish on more than fifty points, quite quite easily. And what did we finish on last Six. last season? Point fifty one was it? Fifty one. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. we'll. I think well, we'll get it, more it'd be interesting. Huddersfield, you know, if they're in the playoffs and if they haven't got a positional place in the playoffs to play for, they might rest a couple of people. You don't know, do you? So yeah. Okay. I think we could be looking at 51 again. I think we, we yeah. could be looking at a couple of wins and maybe a point some on the road. It could be nailed on. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Um, lovely stuff. Um, right. Let's come on to the room of doom then. So um, let's come to you first, Adam, if we could, please. Um, your thoughts God, on something God. that irks you at football. I'm sure there's lots. Oh, I could be here all night. This is my this is my favourite thing. I'm having a little whinge in a moment, but I've got I've got two, and I've just been swayed by our conversation this evening. So um, one is leaving early, but I'll, I'll part that one up. So I'm not going to go there because I can rant about that all day long. Mm. Um, but booing of ex players who have done well for us. I know a few have left, and and for reason you can boo them, and I'm, I'm the loudest one to boo. But when you get this season alone, we've had Bobby's come back, Joe Bryan's come back. Like Matt said earlier on, you've got a few having a little a little dig at Lloyd Kelly. These kids have been kids. These these players have been with us since kids at the age of eight. They've given the club everything, and they've also earned the club millions and millions of pounds. It would destroy them. Joe Bryan is a as a Bristol boy, born and bred, as they all are, and to get the treatment he got when he came back, I was disgusted with it. Absolutely disgusted. And a few of us around us made a point of over-the-top celebrating yeah. and, and clapping and things like that. And there was a, there was a few words between a few people because it's just mindless. Yeah, that the players booing Harry Maguire at Wembley in the week. Yeah, yeah. Harry Maguire has, has done wonders for England. He's a joint top goal scorer in, in qualifying for us. What we've achieved at the last few tournaments as well is just play idiots that don't know football jumping on the bandwagon. And you do not boo Bristol-born ex-players, even ex-players, Pato, when Patterson comes back, you don't boo Patterson when he comes back. Corey Smith, when he don't comes back, he should have had a guard of honour, Corey Smith, the way he left the club when he comes back. 100%. So, 
I, I hate it. I'm going to stop ranting now because it's, it's getting on. Well, I want to go and have a Sunday is... night beer, but I, that is my, I hate it. <laughs> that, that is a, a very strong entry. Um, you know, the work that's being done in the former players association down at Ashton gate at the moment. And the fact that people are booing former players, uh, yeah, is, is, is frightening. Um, good entry. Okay, Matt. Uh, do you know what? I'm I'm already voting for Adam, so it don't really matter what I say. No, 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 I know, no, but yeah, that's true. But irrespective of what I say or what you say, I want Adams to win because that is. Well, my, I think my, he's my, probably won it already because yeah, the yeah. guest generally um, does win. But carry on. Yeah. So mine is mine is injury time, oh. and the fact that you have no idea what the injury time is going to be from the first half to the second half. Um, and I'd like to see a bit like they do in uh, rugby league, I think, where there's a clock on the, the the sort of stadium and it gets stopped and you know exactly what's going on. Or you take the injury time out of the referee's hands and let that be something that's done maybe by the fourth official because it, it must be easy. You know, they used to say, didn't they, well, it's 30 seconds for a sub and 30 seconds for a goal. Yeah. But actually, sometimes it's not because the goal might have been a celebration that leads to a booking and it might have been, you know, and, and you have no idea. And, and may, maybe it takes some of the fun out of it when an injury time comes up and you think, oh, is it going to be a standard three? And then suddenly they put six up. But it, it just bugs me. And, you, and, you, and then we can see the goal. That's when, yeah, that's when we it, can see the goal. And, and, and I suppose I, I don't necessarily disagree that the players can't see what's left because if you do see that there's, I don't know, 30 seconds left to go you might start kicking it out to play and you know so i'm not necessarily that but i just think from a fan's point of view you have no idea what the injury time is going to be and it just annoys me at times so yeah okay um so my, mine's very specific to, to something that happened at the bournemouth game um and <laughs> we I, when i go for an away match i like to have a drink okay and i i, know I like a drink on draft all right. So the the first sort of sort of thing that bug was bugged me was that it was only had they only had they only had Fosters on draft, yep. which I haven't drank since I was about twenty, um, and they they then tried to charge the same amount for a, a three hundred and thirty milliliter can of Moretti. So you know a three hundred and thirty milliliter can of Moretti was was my choice, and it looked like I'd ordered half a pint. So yeah. and that was what five pound forty or something. So it's, uh, I guess, overpriced uh, cans of lager is mine. Um, very specific. <laughs> very specific. That did yeah. really, really annoy me. Um, okay, so let's recap then. So Adam's booing. Adam, Adam, Adam. <laughs> okay, so I think, the, I think the question is, um, who's coming second? So is it, is it injury time and not knowing how much injury time you're going to have? Or is it overpriced beer in a can, Adam? Well, unless you're going to invite Rishi Sunak on next week, I think you're not going to get away with the overpriced beer in a can. I don't <laughs> think you're going to. So I'm going to have to go with the randomness of yeah. the random the random number generator that is that LED board they put up in in yeah. the yeah, no, excellent. Well, going into the room of doom, the bonus show room of doom this week is the booing of ex players. So that basically will now stop because it's in the room of doom. So that's all. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> As it Good should. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. 
let's look ahead to next week then, Matt. It's uh, Bristol City at home to Peterborough, and it's also the celebration of the spirit of the 60s. So a number it of is. players will be at Ashton Gate uh, next Saturday, including, uh, once again, Jeff Merrick and Trevor Tainton from the Ashton Gate 8 boys um but also add to that john galley john giles bobby williams ian broomfield johnny watkins tony ford mike gibson brian drysdale bobby gould gordon parr um and also obviously alan dix will be there um, and marina dom but marina's always always at the game so it'd be great to see some of those chaps back down there won't be a pitch parade um but uh we're hoping to get the um the the players faces up on the big screen before the game and uh hopefully they'll be sat in their seat and everyone can give them a good round of applause because uh yeah they they set the set the scene matt didn't they yeah brilliant and 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 again another a great sort of thing from the the um the club um and the former players it's it's building that club feeling and you know it is it isn't just um forgotten what what they they did and and you know the performance they put in so now that'd be really good to see those those guys back and their families yeah, yeah. as as the ashton gate eight um pointed out it's so important to look to look backwards as well as looking forwards obviously looking forwards is is where we're where we're going it's in everyone's in everyone's mind about what's happening next, but it's always really important, Adam, for me and, and, you know, many fans to look backwards and see where we've come from and what we've achieved. Massively, not, not only that, it, it adds to the, the spectacle of the day as well. And, and our fan base, you know, we're not going back to the 1940s with these guys, you know, that we've got a lot of fans that will remember these and, and tell yeah. us great stories and tells of when, was it Dash? Did they used to call Bobby Williams Dash? Was it, was it, what was it? I think it was Shadow, 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 Bobby Shadow, Shadow. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Bobby oh, Shadow yeah. and, so, and Brian Speedy. Yeah, that's the ones. Yeah, so we'll be in the pub beforehand, and I'll be chatting with my old man and a few as well, and they'll be telling us the stories of man when we went there and we did that. And that's great to pass those stories on the hero that because we have got a good little history for a, for a small club that's not been in the top top flight since those days. So yeah, it's good. I, I love all that sort of stuff. I love learning about the old players and hearing it all and things like that. It's, it's brilliant. And I'm going to bore my son when, when he gets a bit older. The old as well. Exactly. <laughs> um, and Adam, actually, you you were you took your dad and your boy, I think, didn't you, for their first away day? Was that right? Did yeah. It was um Sonny's. It's his. Second season of the season to get, he didn't get in there last season, but it was his first away game. He's been bugging me. I want to go away, Dad. I want to go away. We, we managed to go to Bermuda every most weeks to watch the game um, from my living room. But we yeah. we went down there. It was it was my first ever away game, uh, probably about thirty years ago. Was Bournemouth away? Oh, amazing! Um, it was slightly di- slightly different than court. So, I, so the romance of it, I thought, we'll, we'll take Sunny as well, and he absolutely loved it. And just about Dad there, who's Sorry, Dad, he's 68 now. So, well, Dad there as well, and Sonny, and me there. That's, that's the game. You know, that is the, the result is irrelevant. It's all, about, it's all about the beer and the day out anyway. Um, but just to be there, that was, that was special yesterday. That was oh, decent. I really, amazing. really enjoyed that. And, and so did Dad as well, and, and, and so did the boys. So, yeah, yeah. A cracking day at football. Really was good. Brilliant. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think we'll end it on that note then. Uh, thanks, yeah, everyone, perfect. for listening. Always a pleasure, Adam and, uh, and Matt. We'll be back next saturday or sunday i imagine so yeah yes. thanks for joining us everybody and all the uh, best please do check thanks out. for having me guys yeah, stay safe please, lads. stay safe so everyone just say i was i was actually sorry um before we close i 
couple of chaps I was chatting to in Mellow Mellow on the oh, high street in Boscombe. Um, didn't know about Robins Reunited. So if you haven't checked out any of the previous episodes of Robins Reunited, obviously there was the Ashton Gate 8, well, six of them came on. Um, and prior to that, it was Wayne Allison and Junior Bent. And there's obviously about eight previous episodes to that as well. So please do check those out uh such fun to do and uh, the, the the guys that join me on that really enjoy it as well celebrating um old times and old stories so check out robin's reunited and there'll be more of those to come in the in the next few weeks with some of those spirit of the 60s guys so that so stay tuned and subscribe to, ch- to check those out follow us on twitter at 3piapc and we'll be back soon take care cheers everyone On Bristol City, on Bristol City, on Bristol City, way up the lee. You nearly blew it, we know you've been through it, but you can do it, give us the gold. There'll always be a Bristol and city is the team to get into the first again will always be our dream we're proud of bristol city they play in wind and rain to hear the crowd or shout aloud the city scores again Mine eyes have seen the glory of the goals a city score And we want to see them score in just a half a dozen more When the ball goes in the net, me boys, you'll want to hear us roar Our team goes marching on Glory, glory, Bristol City Glory, glory, Bristol City Glory, glory, Bristol City Our team goes marching on Glory, glory, Bristol City. Glory, glory, Bristol City. Glory, glory, Bristol City. Our team goes marching on. Glory, glory, Bristol City. Glory, glory, Bristol City. Glory, glory, Bristol City. Our team goes marching on. Glory, glory, Bristol City. Glory, glory, Bristol City. Glory, glory, Bristol City. Our team goes far.